0: Hey y'all! Welcome to Wild Confidence. I'm your host Ainsley B, and I can't wait to share with you some amazing guests on this season of the podcast. Our goal here is to help one another find, keep, and share our wild confidence in Christ. I'm so thankful you're joining us, and if you love the episode today, I'd be so grateful if you left a review or shared it with a friend. All right, all right, let's hop in. I can't wait to meet our guest today. Meredith is a no-nonsense Enneagram Eight who will champion any cause for justice and a kid at heart who falls asleep at night excited for the fun tomorrow will bring. She's an author, nurse, wife, and mom. She and her high school sweetheart, along with their son, Jack and dog lady live in Nashville, Tennessee. Y'all, I have to tell you, I just instantly liked Meredith. We just totally hit it off. I think she is so real, so awesome, and so grounded in the word and in her faith. So I'm really excited for you to hear this conversation. Let's welcome Meredith Boggs. All right, Meredith, welcome to Wild Confidence. I'm so excited to talk to you today. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh my gosh, of course. I was actually really excited about this conversation because I just knew I was going to like you before we even got on. For some reason, I was just like, I already like her. So it's going to be a great conversation. (laughs) Take the pressure off. (laughs) Yeah. But what I really love is that we're both Enneagram coaches. So this is extra fun that we get to, I don't know, hang out together and talk about it. But tell us about the book that you just um, released called The Journey Home. It's so beautiful. I'm just a little bit into it and already loving it. Um, So tell us a little bit about the book and all that jazz.
1: Yeah. So the book is called The Journey Home, like you mentioned, and it's a biblical guide to using the Enneagram to deepen your faith and relationships. So the easiest way that I know how to describe it to people is it is a spiritual growth primer with the Enneagram. Um, And it kind of came about, I was telling you before we started recording, I never wanted to write a book on the Enneagram, never thought I would. And it was just kind of what, you know, the publishing industry and just the trends. And it was the thing that, it was the idea that stuck. And so, um, but the kind of, kind of the evolution of it is I was introduced to the Enneagram when I was in high school and I was in counseling at the time and learned about the Enneagram, took a test, actually tested as a one. And then I read, yeah, which I was in counseling for an eating disorder at the time. So it was like, that made sense. A lot of my behaviors were very Mm -hmm. one-like, but when I read the book that my counselor um, Sissy Goff gave me, I was like, oh no, I'm an eight. This is bad. Um, (laughs) But it started my Enneagram journey and it really Became such a helpful framework um, through my adolescent and young adult years, um, through high school and college and just uh, friendships, relationships, um, all those things. And then in my mid-20s, my husband and I had spent a year living abroad working for a nonprofit that provided medical and surgical care for orphan children in China. Cool. And um yeah, it was an amazing experience. It was wild a lot of work. And when we returned home, we were pretty burnout professionally, um, personally, in a lot of ways, dove into church planning, which is not for the faint of heart. And so <laughs> yeah. found ourselves in a season in our mid twenties, back doing some work in counseling and the Enneagram reemerged in that time. Um, and again, loved it, really resonated with it, felt like it was really helpful, but I just couldn't find anything during that time that really was accessible when it came to spiritual growth. It was like everything mm-hmm. out there was kind of it was cerebral or it didn't really um it didn't really touch on um yeah on just on just the personal um faith walk with the Lord. And so that's when mm-hmm. I kind of did, I was like how do I how do I make this practical for my everyday spiritual living and spiritual growth journey. Um, and so that's kind of what this book really was born out of. It was born out of a season of feeling really disenchanted with my faith, feeling really stuck and stagnant, but knowing that there, that I still believed in God, that everything I had, all the truths I'd held to before I knew that they were true. Um, But I just, I just wanted to find a way kind of back to the heart of God. And so that was, that's kind of where this book started. And then over the years and talking to other people, it just felt like, oh, this is a need that other people are experiencing too. They love the Enneagram are resonating deeply with it, but they want to know how to incorporate it into their daily spiritual life and how to use it as a springboard yeah. growth. So yeah, that's kind of the evolution behind the book.
0: I love it. And I love that you said that because I, I um, have an Enneagram TikTok account. And one of the things that I put one day was like, that I don't think the Enneagram is worth it without the gospel. Like yeah. it, to me, it's like the Enneagram is open heart surgery and yeah. it just leaves you there bleeding on the table, which yeah. is a little bit graphic, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> great, but then you need the great physician to go yeah. in, sew so you back up, and heal yes. you. Yes. yes, and I got so much backlash for saying that, but that's <laughs> fine, I don't really care. Um, but whenever hearing your vision behind the book and your heart behind the book, I'm like, yes, that is so needed and so important. So I'm so thankful that you're bringing that, you know, to the table and helping other people, not only in their personal growth journey, but their faith journey as well. I love, isn't it? Do you feel like journey is just the buzzword for the Enneagram? Like you can't say the Enneagram without saying journey.
1: Oh, absolutely. And what's really funny about the title of this book is, um, any anyone that's done a book proposal, you know, you there's a bunch of pieces that you put together and you put together a proposed title and subtitle. And I literally told my husband, I was like, hey, I need help with this title and the subtitle. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just needs to be good enough to get a book deal because it's going to change anyways. Yeah, and so I was like, "Oh, the journey home." That sounds like you know catchy enough, but it also sounds it sounds like normal enough. Someone's heard of it, not too weird, not too out there. And then it ended up being the title of my book. So I was like,
0: what? "That's amazing." <laughs>
1: I know. I know my publishing team. They were like, "We really like this title," and I was like, "Great." That was just something that I was like, "Oh, that'll be good enough," and we'll change it. Um. So, but yes, it does feel very much like a buzzword in the Enneagram world.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. I love that story. Yeah. I have like a keyword. I'm writing an Enneagram book currently, but it's not going to be out for a while. Um, but I have like a what do you call this? Like a keyword and definition, glossary kind of thing. Oh yeah. 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 Oh no. And I literally put journey. And then I put like, this is just a, a word you're going to hear. I cannot <laughs> not say it. Like I just have to say it. Yeah. But that is what it is. And it is. It it, with journeys come these highs and lows and pitfalls and mountains and all these things so um I love it and I love the title too okay you do you have a formula for when you're writing like do you have how do you kind of do your writing style that's my my next question
1: so well for this book in particular it was It was pretty easy in the sense that it's, it's kind of a very templated book. And with the Enneagram, there's nine types. And so there's nine different chapters and it goes through, um, it's like a brief introduction, talks about the core emotion, the sin tendency, the virtue, and then how to grow. And so I don't know that I really have a formula for all of my writing that I do, but that's, I mean, that was the formula for this book. Um, Yeah. So it made it, it made it pretty simple each time I sat down to write that it was like, okay, this is the portion that I have to write. Um,
0: Yeah. yeah. This is the little outline.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: Amazing. Okay. So I think that a a lot of people who listen to Wild Confidence know a little bit about the Enneagram because I talk about it all the time, but I would love to hear from you and your perspective on what it is.
1: Yes. Um. So for a while, I said it's a personality typing system because that was the best way I think to describe it to people that don't know. Um. And I don't think that that's wrong. But the Enneagram really is not about your personality. It's about self knowledge and self discovery. Mm-hmm. Um. And and so it it fits into categories like Myers Briggs, DISC, Strengths Finders. Um. But those are more about your personality. Yeah. Um, Enneagram. You know this. It's the Enneagram doesn't care about your personality. It's about your motivation. Um, what lies on that core level, like your core emotions, core motivations, and that's what drives your type. And so it really is more about self-knowledge and self-discovery than it is what your personality type is. Um, yeah, I mean, that would be, that would be my short answer of what the Enneagram is. I think it's a tool that's really helpful, um, just in that journey of knowing yourself better and then knowing yourself, knowing God and knowing other people. Um, I think it's Lamentation 3.10 that it talks about examining yourself. Um, And then, you know, Paul speaks so clearly throughout the New Testament about having kindness and compassion towards other people. And that compassion really starts with knowledge of other people. Um, But it also has to be knowledge of yourself too. Like what's preventing me from having compassion for these people? What's preventing me from seeing them the same way that God sees me? Um, and having an accurate view of God, who he is, his truth, his character helps you see yourself in, um, in light of the gospel and the good news that is. And so, yeah, that's kind of my all over the place answer. of what <laughs> No,
0: I love it. Well, and I love it because I, you know, when I'm asked that question, I'm always like, well, it's a personality assessment, but it's really not. Yes, so, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad to, to hear your perspective because I'm like, it's not, I mean, it's not, but like yeah. how, how else do you describe that? It's yeah. You know, it's this in a category that, of its
1: own, but you have to, you know, kind of quantify it with like kinds so that people understand what it is.
0: Especially people who have never heard about it. Anytime that I meet someone who's never heard about it, I'm equally excited and exhausted. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> Cause I'm like, okay.
1: Okay. So it's this thing. And how do we do this? And then you kind of sound crazy talking about it. And yes. they're like, okay. You're like, All
0: right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like,
1: this is going to go one of two ways. You're going to jump on board be like, this is awesome. Or you're going to be like, this girl is she's crazy. So yeah, no, I
0: exactly. Like, exactly. Oh my gosh. Yes. You get it. So in that same conversation, you have to be like, okay, this is what it is. This is what it's not. This is how you use it. This is the things. So what is it not from your perspective?
1: Yeah, I think, I think it's not, um, it's not a stereotype. It's not a box to put yourself or anyone else in. And I also think like, it's, this, you know, it's just not an excuse for bad behavior. Like,
0: I mean, yes.
1: and I say that as being a type eight, it is never okay for me to blame, you know, my bulldozing on being a type eight. Like, that's just no, that's it. I didn't do that because I'm a type eight. I did that because I'm a sinner and I just chose not to use self-control in the moment. And I just bulldozed someone emotionally to get what I wanted. Um, and so mm-hmm. yeah, it's not, it's not an excuse for bad behavior or to like continue in sin patterns, um, even if they are native to your type even if they are really um yeah even if they are really challenging it's that's what it's not
0: so. yeah and I, I I'm sure you've heard this but uh wait what are you you're an enneagram coach are you certified through your enneagram coach or a different
1: no I did my training through um the Union Institute and University so it was oh, Helen cool taught okay taught it it was it was a little bit more academic in nature um I tell people I I had been exposed to the enneagram for so long and um And there's so many fantastic coaches out there. And when I wanted it, I was like, I want something a little bit more academic in nature. Totally. And the bonus was that I got to use the CUs for my nursing license. So I was like, well, if I'm going to pay for this, I might as well get to use them for my nursing license. So yeah, so it was great. So I tell people too, especially that are in the clinical space, if they're counselors or someone like social work or someone that works in, in, um, a realm where they have to have continuing education hours, it's like, is great because you get a lot of them. So
0: yeah, that's amazing. Oh my gosh, it's such a bonus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause one of the things, uh, so I'm certified through their program. And um one of the things they say is that it's not a sword or a shield. Oh yes. You can't don't use it to cut people down or hide behind.
1: Yeah. That's really similar
0: to what you're saying. And when I heard that imagery, I was just like, dang. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, it makes so much sense.
1: Yes, that's really good.
0: Okay, I'm taking a little bit of a of a different route because whenever I think of vocations for each of these types, Uh I can't say that I would think eight and nurse. Uh Not that you know, that's just not what would come to mind. I would think two, you know, or but I don't even know. I'm just thinking or six, maybe even. But so how did how did you have that dream? How did that come about?
1: I kind of I kind of always knew that I wanted to do something in the medical field and also kind of always wanted to be a writer. I grew up my dad's a songwriter, so grew up in Nashville, very exposed to that that world. Um and so I kind of just like did both for a while, but then when I went to college, I was like, okay, I'm going to do nursing. Um and I, I yeah, I, and I I get that a lot. People are like, that seems strange like I mean, eights are very caring, but they don't have the same. They are. Yeah. have. Yeah. And maybe two, it's just kind of like where I found myself in the world of nursing. I, my background is in ICU and ER and now oh. I work for LifeLight, So I'm like in the transfer world where it's like, you know, critical, like high intensity. Um, and then I also work as a forensic nurse. Um, so I care for victims of sexual assault and, you know, collect their evidence, testify in court on their, um, on their case when needed. And so I think that all feels like very eight ish in your, totally. um,
0: and advocating and it, for the underdog yeah. protecting. Um, yeah.
1: So I think, I think in that sense, but there's, but I joke with my husband, sometimes I'm like, there are some nursing jobs that I literally would never do. Like, I don't even consider it nursing because they're so <laughs> Like they seem so horrible. Um, but yeah. I'm so there's people in the world that will do them because we need all we need all kinds of kinds. So um yeah, so I don't know. I guess that's how it works. It works with an eight. Um
0: and you say counts. that uh, you say that about other nursing things while you're in high stakes critical <laughs> condition. Like I'm like, that made <laughs> me <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, just put me in the bed next to him. Okay. <laughs> literally, when my daughter was born, she had jaundice and I literally almost threw up I was so worried like jaundice (laughs) she literally just had to lay under a light and I'm like oh my god is she gonna be okay
1: but you know what I mean when it's your kid it's different though I mean I'm not
0: in nursing that's for sure (laughs) that's great I I would be like I would be a mess and I'm a two so I'm like I say two is what I would think of, but that's my big, no way I'm saying I could not do it, but that's why I love people like you. Cause I'm like, that's what we need in this world. Hey y'all, I have something just for you. If you have wondered how to find your confidence, how to connect with the Lord, how to write a book, how to start a podcast, how to stay productive. I have all of these things, that I've just learned and compiled in one place based on the most frequently asked questions that I get on probably a weekly basis. So if you have wondered any of those things, check out the online courses on my website. They're called Field Guides, and they are just there for you for any support you might need in any of those areas. Check out these online courses today. So I actually, one of the first people I thought of whenever this hot topic uh surfaced recently was you because I was like, man, I need to talk to Meredith and just just talk to another Enneagram coach and be like, okay, help. Um <laughs> but recently there has been a little um origin yes. controversy. And I'm like, how perfect timing for us to have this conversation because I would just want to hear from you as well is what Why are the origins such an issue, and should Christians even use the enneagram? Tell tell me, tell me about all that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I do think the origins are important. It's important to know anything that we engage with, like where where did it come from? Why are we using it? Why do we find value in it? and the fact of the matter is you'll hear a lot of things about the origins of the Enneagram. And actually the first chapter on my book is about the origins. And I'm very clear. I'm like, I'm really not here to defend it. I'll tell you mm-hmm. the truth. I mean, in true eight fashion, it's like, I'm just going to lay out the facts. Like it passed through some really questionable hands over the years. Um, it did not originate in Christianity. Um yep it originated in the, in the, in Eastern culture where there's, it was very, there's very much a co-mingling of religious influences. Yes. Christianity was one of them, but people that like down this hill, that Christianity, it was rooted in that. It's like, actually, no, like, let's just yeah. be honest Sorry. here. Um, and at the same time, I think the people that are hardcore in the camp of like, this is demonic. I think that they're missing some Some pieces of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think how that looks in your individual life as a Christian, we have to be wise about anything that we choose to engage with, that we expose ourselves to. Um, My husband and I were even just talking about um, the Grammy performance a couple nights ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Sam Smith and just like what that has created and just talking about that from both sides of like, you know, just both sides of the camp. And also too, like as Christians, the entertainment that we subject ourselves to. Um, but I think when it comes to the Enneagram, it's not for everyone. And if you come to the place personally where you're convicted, that some of the hands that it's passed through, you're not okay with and don't engage with it. And also if you find yourself in the camp of, you know what? Yeah, maybe that wasn't great. Or, you know, I, I, you know, there's some questionable things about it, but I have found it to be really helpful in my relationships, in my spiritual mm-hmm. growth then you utilize it and also understand that it is merely a tool. And I think too, to kind of speak to the identity piece, um, Christians, a lot of times they're like, well, we shouldn't find our identity in anything else other than Christ. Absolutely. Like do not place your identity in anything else, especially not the Enneagram. The Enneagram can help you identify things about yourself that lead you astray from Christ, ways that you can grow in his likeness, ways that you you know fall out emotionally or not emotionally, relationally with people, um, and ways that you can connect better with people. And so use it, use it as a tool. It should never replace your Bible. If you're opening your Enneagram books more than your Bible, then like, that's a huge, that's a huge red flag. Um, yeah. Use it as a tool, but also understand um, its appropriateness and its place in relation to God's word and the gospel. Um, and I think like anything, um, I use this example in my book when I was growing up, you, you, were, you were the same age. So the Harry Potter books came Yeah, oh, yeah. and I grew up in the South <laughs> and it was like <laughs> a huge debate. I mean, like, you know, it was, it was, it got pretty intense yes. about who was letting their kids read these books, how you shouldn't let your kids because then they're going to become like Satanist and all this stuff. And like there was sorcery and all these things. And honestly, at the time, I literally didn't care as a kid because I hated reading. And so I was like, who are these kids that want to read these books anyways? Um, It was, it was really (laughs) non-issue for me, but now looking back as a parent and I'm laughing about it now because having watched the movies and read the books as an adult, I'm like, okay, there's actually some really like really great themes throughout the story that Mm -hmm. she brings the light and she's an amazing writer. Yeah. And also as a parent, I understand too, how much, how you need to be wise and discerning what you subject your children to. And we have to be wise and discerning what we subject ourselves to. And there is a part of it too. Tim Keller speaks to this in one of his books. Um, I quote it in my first chapter and now I can't remember the book, but he (laughs) speaks to, um, he speaks to the idea of truth and how, even things in secular culture can hold truth. Um, and as Christians, we point that truth back to God and the gospel and who he is. And as Christians too, that is that is so much of our work in the world that we show up to bear witness to that truth, whether that's in our work as a mom, whether that's in my work as a nurse, as a writer, um, we bear witness to that, but also to... And, you know, we, we live in this world, we are not of it, but at the mm-hmm. same time, if we don't know how to meaningfully engage with culture. How are we going to make an impact in the course of redemptive history? And so that's another piece of it too, that it's like, yes, I think you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yes. Be wise, be discerning, utilize it well. And if it's, a, if it's a stumbling block, then like, maybe it's not right for you. Um, mm-hmm. and that's okay. But yeah. I think, I think a lot of times we like draw a line in the sand and like get in our own camps and try to team up. And it's like, we're kind of missing the point and
0: this 100%. really can grow.
1: So that's kind of my, that's my take on it.
0: Yeah. Well, I literally feel like I'm hearing myself, my own point of view out loud, only smarter because um, you're <laughs> like citing, <laughs> citing sources. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I should do, I should listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: it right. does and help I that I just wrote them all into a chapter and, it <laughs> so
0: that's and it's awesome. a top of mind <laughs> yeah. no but you're right I mean I think that a lot of people take it too seriously on all fronts like yeah it is not the end-all be-all I always say like don't put your all of your personality eggs in the Enneagram basket and back to what you're saying about the identity your identity is in Christ mm-hmm. but this can also just help you see things maybe that you need to repent for maybe that you need to bring to the cross maybe things that the lord purposefully placed in your life that you have a gifting for that you can then use that gifting for the kingdom like there's it's just like i mean you obviously know this but a discovery tool Mm -hmm. and that redemption piece is and that healing piece is what comes from the lord and i'll tell you whenever i uh discovered the enneagram which I think it was in like 2013 or something. I had just gone through a breakup and Mm -hmm. all of these just questions about who I am, was any of this my fault with what's going on with me just kind of bubbled up to the surface. And whenever I read about that in partnership with the Bible, I realized, wait, all of these things that sometimes I might see as a curse, they're not necessarily that way. Like sometimes- you know, the Lord purposefully made me this way for this use. Yes. And I really started to see the beauty. Yeah. In some of the things that I just wasn't so sure about. And yeah. I felt like, oh, other people are like this. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <gasps> yeah. You really start to see yourself. And I think it's I think that's the goodness of the gospel. You see the parts of yourself that are so hopelessly lost without Christ that can be redeemed um and used for his glory. And and you also see the parts of yourself that it's like, this is just the way that I'm wired. Like, it's not, it's not inherently good or bad that I am this way. Like, yeah, I can take it and twist it and, and, you know, completely derail myself spiritually and it can get, become negative or I can grow in this. Um, totally. and you ultimately for, for his glory and, um, yeah. And the kingdom work. So, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Totally
0: love it uh also just side note i was definitely not allowed to watch harry potter or read harry potter and then on my 21st birthday i watched the first movie oh my i'm obsessed God.
1: i love that that's hilarious
0: <laughs> so whenever you said that i was like my life yes, yes. talking about my and my mom still my mom still will not let it in the house she's like witchcraft witchcraft like yeah. mom you know, I get
1: it. I I get both sides
0: of it, and also for you know, sure, it's, for yeah. sure. But it's just oh, so funny that you brought that up. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so I know that I personally have, you know, the Enneagram has transformed all of the relationships around me. I know, I don't know, like you were talking about earlier, the it breeds that compassion and that empathy, and I, I mean, honestly, that happened with me with eights in the biggest way, like whenever people, I think eights have a bad rep, whenever people are like, they're mean or bulldozy or whatever. And I'm like, can I just tell you this? I remember working with an Enneagram eight one time. And I remember thinking, oh, he's so hard to just, Mm -hmm. he's just hard to manage or get along with or whatever. But one time he, I I was just able, I guess I was just frustrated because a two goes to an eight in stress. Right. So Uh I just said, whatever I was thinking. Yeah. And he just received it. He was just like, yeah, all right. And I was like, wait a second. Whoa. You're not, I didn't hurt your feelings. And he was like, <laughs> what? What do you mean? Like, You're telling me the truth. Yeah. And it was it Thank was you. a turning point for me from that moment forward. How refreshing it is to communicate with AIDS because you don't have to tiptoe around anything. You can just be yep. so honest and you can be It's funny because the, the, the value of honesty with eights, you know, is just, I don't know. I just, I was so refreshed in that moment. I was just like, man, that is, that is so beautiful. That is such a beautiful trait that I can really just say whatever I'm thinking. And we can just truly be honest and real with each other. And I don't have to think that I know that you're not hurting my feelings because you're just being honest. You yeah know, like there's no yeah. ill intent there's no there's not this passive aggressive crazy stuff so yeah. anyway that's my rant about how much i love Aids. but I, i I, I think that that was one of the things that the enneagram really did for me was oh my gosh like i'm now able to view conversations with people differently and appreciate them and their gifting differently nice. um so i'm just curious how it impacted your relationships in your life and the people around you
1: yeah i mean i think similarly i think um you know, I, I think it's also really normal. As soon as you learn what your type is, you want all the people around you to know what their type is. So you <laughs> yeah. know. Uh, but I go back to this. If people ask me all the time. Um, they're like, what type do you think that person is? And I was like, I honestly don't even play that game anymore. I used to for a while and be like, oh, this person's totally a six or whatever. And I don't even play that game anymore. Um, if they know what their type is and they share it. Great. That's, that's great. That's helpful. Um, but it's more about more about knowing myself and my tendencies and how I yeah. come across how I relate to people. Um, but I've seen it, it's it's been so helpful in my relationships over the years. Um, I was just telling my husband last night um about a friend that I have that's a one and how I've had and my older sister is a one too, and I've just had a lot of practice with ones in my life that they say things and I used to get really offended and really angry. Um, and I just thought it was so they were just so critical and now they can say things and it just doesn't even faze me. Um, because it's like, that's not, that's not who they are. That's not how they are. They're just, this is how they're wired. And it's not, um, especially when they're not being critical, they're just, you know, they're just saying it like a one would say it, um, Mm -hmm. that you take a lot less offense. Um, but yeah, I mean, it really has, it's been such a gift. My husband's a three and I think just watching him grow in his type, um, And understanding how we relate. Threes and eights are really similar in all a lot of ways. And they're also just wildly different in terms of what they're motivated by. Um, but ultimately it's it's it goes back to personal transformation. It's it's I'm the one that gets to um willingly choose to subject myself to the work that Christ wants to do in my heart, how he wants to transform and grow and renew and change me. So yeah. I love it. I just love the Enneagram for relationships. I think it's amazing.
0: Me too. I think it absolutely transformed so many of mine okay mm-hmm. so you said that you don't play the game of you know who do you th- what do you think but what do you do when people like they're like what do you think I am and I'm like no no, no you got to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I try and avoid it and like no 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 like just if you if you had to guess like what do you think I am do you are do you bend or are you like no <laughs> I don't
1: and I don't and if and I'm like if you want to have a conversation about this we will and we'll talk about like core emotions. We'll talk about core fears and we'll talk about stuff like that. And ultimately like, I'll let you decide what you are. I'm never going to tell you. Cause I don't know. Um,
0: yeah.
1: you know, like I can look at your external behavior and say, this is very in line with a six, but you know, my husband even said to me recently, he was like, are you actually a six? He was like, you've been on the crazy train of fear yeah. and anxiety. Um, but I was like, no, I think I'm just a new mom. And like, you think that everything is like the worst thing that's happening yes. to your <laughs> You know, so it's, it's one of those things that it's, it's, it's so much deeper than behaviors that you're seeing. Um, yeah. And that's also why people have to be the ones to type themselves. A test can be helpful, but it can't tell them. Um, and no one else can tell them what type they are. They have to, they have to name that for themselves.
0: Yep. Yeah, 100%. I totally agree. I can't tell you how often I get in these conversations where they're like, just guess, just guess, just guess. And I'm like, I don't know. Da, 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 da. Like, I'm like, <laughs> you can't, you can't take my word for it. Like I'm haven't spent. Yes five minutes with you yeah but usually i'm right <laughs> <laughs> i love it <laughs> but i need to stop i need to stop doing that i mean I don't do it too often but when people ask you you're just kind of like i don't i also oh, the two i have a hard time saying no yeah like, yeah there you okay go. if you want to talk about it, we'll talk about it <laughs> anyway oh man i'm so thankful that um we had this conversation I'm so excited to keep reading your book. I have kind of been avoiding it since I'm writing my own Enneagram book. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I don't want to plagiarize or say anything. <laughs>
1: I, <laughs> told, I told my editor, team, I was like, do you have a way to like make sure that I don't unintentionally plagiarize? Because I was like, I've yes. known about the Enneagram since I was 15 and like read so many books that I don't want to accidentally say something that someone else's words." So yes, that totally get that.
0: I have the same question because I'm like, I mean, I, the same thing, like I've known about this for so long that
1: you have so many conversations about things. it that it was like, what was my idea versus what did someone else say? And I don't want to not give someone credit where credit yes. is due, but no, I'm, I'm right there with you. That was
0: absolutely. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You get it. Okay. So the journey home, it's available, all the places, all the things, yeah. Amazon, the yada, yada.
1: Yeah. Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target, wherever, wherever you shop for books, books, a million, wherever.
0: Incredible. Yep. And where can we keep up with you?
1: I am on Instagram at Meredith W Boggs and my um website is Meredith W And if you do slash links, that'll take you to anything that you could be looking for. And also on Facebook, kind of halfway on TikTok. Um
0: No, you're doing great on TikTok.
1: Feeling feeling very much my my geriatric millennial self on TikTok. <laughs> but um, but yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I see you pop I'm up. Talking. I think they're great.
1: Thanks. <laughs> Thank
0: you so much for hanging out with us today.
1: Thanks for having
0: me. Thank you so, so much for spending time with us today and hanging out here on Wild Confidence. I hope that you feel encouraged and ready to tackle the day, feeling even more confident than you did before you started listening. I'd be so thankful if you left a review or shared this episode with a friend and I'll see you soon. Oh, don't forget. Let's connect on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Ainsley B and I hope to meet you there.